Welcome to the Superintend Podcast. I'm Idaho Superintendent of Public Instruction, Debbie Critchfield. Our new podcast is a way to highlight important issues in education, success in our state, and talk about the work we do at the department. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, so we're calling it the Superintend. On this episode, we're going to dive into data. And my guest has used data at every level as a teacher, principal administrator, and now as Idaho's Chief Deputy Superintendent, Mr. Ryan Cantrell. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. It was a big walk for you. <laughs> Long walk down the hall. Down the hall. We talk about data a lot in education. Everyone uses it, not, not just education, but we get a lot of questions on why we focus there. And we also talk a lot with teachers and boards about data-driven decisions and data-informed policies. I want to get into, for, for folks, how we use it, why we use it, who uses it, and really, why do we spend so much time talking and collecting data? So just high level, where do we come at this? Absolutely. Certainly, our profession is not the only one that finds data to be really important. But in the last 10 years or so, we've really, as a profession, put a lot of emphasis on data-driven decisions, especially with response to intervention and what we call the professional learning communities coming into play in Idaho in the last 10 years. Tremendous effort has been put into asking the question, how do we know what we're doing is working for our students and what evidence do we have that all of the efforts that we put into teaching our students is in fact doing what it's intended to do. And I think it's been an incredibly positive shift in our profession to really ask the question, how do we know what we're doing is working and serving our students in the way that we intend for it to? Let's start with what we even collect and look at. It can be concerning, particularly for uh, parents who maybe haven't had uh, children in the school system what are those data points? Um, every student is, uh, is assigned a number, an education ID number that, that stays with them. But when we're looking at what we're um, collecting, how we analyze that, how we use that to, to help us make decisions, what are the important things to note? You know, when we were in school, in elementary school, one of the things that our parents tended to look at the most were simply grades. That was the data point, uh, you know, in the 80s and the 90s and even into the early 2000s. And education holistically has come a long ways in the last 20 years where grades now are actually a fairly secondary piece of data point. Realistically, what parents tend to look at and notice the most are what we call summative assessments. And summative assessments come at the end of the school year or maybe at the end of a semester. And it is literally this, this summation or the summative piece of data that we have to say, did the student learn what they intended uh, to learn, what the teacher wanted them to learn? And that's typically what parents see. They see an ISAT, ISAT score. I was going to yeah. say, that's our example. Yeah, or an, an IRI score from iStation if you're an elementary student, or sometimes even a PSAT or an SAT score. But all of those are really summative pieces of data. And in the last 10 years or so, we've said that's great, and we can use summative data to see if the student learned what they were supposed to learn. But really, the most important piece of data is sometimes one of those that the parent doesn't see, and that's the formative data. The formative data is what the teacher is using every day or every week. A uh, quiz. A quiz. Uh, I don't know. At the end of a chapter, here are the questions. Absolutely. Or in class, even at the end of a lesson, the exit ticket. Did you learn what you were intended to uh, learn uh, during this lesson? 
Um, a more formal piece of formative data is something like the monthly IRI assessments to ask the question, are students progressing uh, as we expect them to? So there are so many data points that our teachers use and our classrooms use to really ask the question, do we know for sure students are learning? So when we talk about formative and summative assessments and who uses what data at what level for what reasons, it can all get jumbled together. And so you know from your experience that the most important data for teachers is that formative data, that it's the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and, the, and of course, assessment. That's how they determine, oh, wow, we didn't get the concept because when I quizzed most of my class, they got it, or the reverse of that, hey, I think the kids got it. That end-of-year summative assessment is for the state. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone gets that, but, I mean, who, wh- why is that a difference and, and why do we do it like that? Yeah. Uh, so this end of the year measurements really are more for the state accountability and even perhaps the federal accountability that the state is required to ensure is happening. And so that's the end of the year really is more of an end of the year accountability piece. Um, the real measurement of learning, in my opinion, happens throughout the school year. And I would encourage parents to get comfortable talking with their teachers, their, their children's teacher about what does the formative data in your classroom look like? If my student has a D or my child has a B and they want to increase it to an A, what does that formative data look like that you're collecting each week so that I can also see if my, if my child is learning in your classroom? I think that is um, an overlooked tool for parents because there are assumptions for many that the teacher, the school, the state, those are the ones that want the number. They just want the test scores so that they can make comparisons, you know, around the state. I'm hearing you say for a parent, that becomes a very valuable piece of information. Absolutely. Um, When you think about folks in the business world or those who are used to kind of the business language, the formative assessment is the lead measure. It's what gives you an idea of what's going to happen at the end of the year on that lag measure, which is the summative. But really, I just encourage parents to get comfortable talking with the teachers and saying, how do you collect data? How do you know how my child is doing in your classroom? And how can I become a part of that and look at that regularly with you so that I can see how my child's going to do on that end of quarter assessment or that semester assessment or the end of the year assessment? Growth is a measure that that we track at the state level and and we know that it that districts look at it as well why or where do you prioritize a growth data point in the overall picture of data that's a great question the ultimate goal is proficiency proficiency means that a student learned what they were intended to learn at the rate and level and rigor but just as important as proficiency is growth Is a child progressing towards those goals? Is the child progressing towards those standards? And is there adequate growth that at some point they will catch up to their peers and, in fact, hit that proficiency mark? When we look at um, the protections around data and the confidentiality of, of these things, clearly a parent would have access to their information. And at the state level, we don't have names associated. We, we have district-wide. We don't get down in, into some of these very specific things. Knowing that, that, that is, uh, there's a lot of caution and care taken with that, do you see downsides uh, to data when we talk about this conversation? No. Um, I see almost no downside to data. Data is the ultimate truth teller. And data shows you patterns. Data tells the truth when you're looking at growth and are we on track to where we want to be. 
clearly confidentiality is always really important. And you're right, as a state, we don't see any specific student data. We see larger data of the school and larger data of the district, but the schools have access to all of that. And schools regularly dive into that data and ask the question, is each child learning in our school at the rate that we expect them to? And if not, what are we doing about it? This became a real hallmark of yours when you were superintendent in, in Bruno Grandview, Grandview and, and you spent a lot of time with your staff understanding having numbers themselves is, is one thing, but then what do we do with those numbers, understanding that? So when you, you know, give, give your pitch on why it's important for teachers and parents and school board members to understand the data, how do you, how do you set that out? I set it up with the three basic questions that you find in any good professional learning community, which is, how do we know what we want students to know and be able to do? How do we know if for sure they're learning it and making progress towards that? And that third question, which is equally important, what are we going to do if they're not? As adults, what are we going to do to ensure that each student learns and shows that growth? And if they're not showing that, what are we going to change in our system and in our way of teaching to see that growth and encourage our students to succeed? Thank you. I, I love that. And I know that that's a, a goal for yours as you and your team go out and, and work in our state. And, and as we think about data, it's important to understand who uses it, for what purposes, and what the value is in it. And with that, we're at our time. Ryan Cantrell is the Chief Deputy Superintendent here at the Idaho Department of Education. Ryan, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Superintend Podcast is produced by the Idaho Department of Education. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. They can also be streamed on YouTube and at the department's website, sde.idaho.gov. I'm Superintendent Debbie Critchfield. Thank you for listening. Thank you.